greeting in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I want you to greet your neighbor with a smile by just looking at them and smile and tell them you're in the right place. In case they are wondering, where am I? Is this where I'm supposed to be in the house of the Lord? That's where we belong. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It is indeed the Resurrection Sunday, the day when we remember the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this weekend has been a busy one, but wonderful and powerful weekend as we continue to celebrate in the presence of God. Uh, this afternoon we'll be watching again another movie. Yesterday we watched another movie, uh, Overcomer. And today we are watching another movie entitled uh, Courageous. So I want to encourage all the men to be courageous. Hallelujah, men. Uh, it's targeting more at the men. So men, make the date with us and come in the presence of God in the afternoon. 15 hours up to 17 hours. You can be in the presence of God and be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There are times when you feel like you are forcing people to speak. Yeah, I, I feel that way. Felix, I sympathize with you. Yeah, there are times when people, even when it comes to singing, you feel like you are forcing people to sing. Uh, not supposed to be forced in the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Turn with me if you can to the book of John, the Gospel according to John. We are going to read from the Gospel of John, chapter 19. We'll read verse 28 through to verse 30, and then we'll move to chapter 20. But we'll begin from chapter 19 verse 28 through to verse 30 then we'll read chapter 20 verse 24 through to verse 29 the gospel according to john john's gospel chapter 19 verse 28 You are there, just say hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirsty. I thirsty. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there. And they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished, and bowed his head. He gave up his spirit. Hallelujah. Then we move to chapter 20. 
chapter 20, the same Gospel of John, verse 24. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the prints of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nail and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my sides and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you. We honor you, O God, for this great day. A day that reminds us of the victory that you conquered all things through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, your Son. We give you praise, we give you glory, that today you desire, God, even to remind us of the great mysteries and the victory that we enjoy as the world. We look to you, God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you open your word unto us, that we may know you and the power of your resurrection. Speak to us now, Lord. This we ask and pray in the name that is above all the names, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Several times when I go visiting and I'm about to pray, that's when my phone starts ringing. So sometimes just switch it off so that it doesn't disturb you. Hallelujah. Oh, reduce the volume. Uh, if you have a phone like mine from China, which does not reduce the volume, switch it off completely. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. All right. We are talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I want to bring to you a message that I entitled, It is finished. It is finished. The work is done. It is finished. Hallelujah. Amen. Imagine for a moment. Recently, in the recent past, we have heard about great men or powerful men who shook the world who have passed on. And after knowing very well, you attended the burial and you were there, you witnessed everything from beginning to the end, and you even laid some wreaths at their grave, yet you never even gave them a rose when they were alive. And then suddenly, because they are gone, you are very affectionate person and you bring some expensive rose flower. Please don't lay rose flowers on my grave if you have never given me a rose flower. Uh, 
I'll shout and scream from the grave. Don't like that. Hey, it's just useless. It doesn't make sense. You have never given me any, and then you want to bring it when I'm dead. I want to see. I want to appreciate it. I want to appreciate it when I'm alive. Hallelujah. Anyway, that was just something else. We're talking about the resurrection. Imagine you go through all the process of mourning and you bury that person whom you love so much. And then a few days later, the headline on the news is talking about this person has been seen in several places. A few days later, you are hearing about this person has shown up in many places and there are many witnesses who have seen him. And you are in Livingstone. And you are wondering, is he going to show up in Livingstone? This is the kind of atmosphere that was going on. So many people heard about Christ's resurrection. They heard that he's alive. But a number of them, they had their own doubts. They had their own challenges. They had their own problems. Not only those who were outside. Not only those who did not hear the message not only those who were informed that after three days i'll come back to life but even those who were outside that circle they equally had the same program doubt one of them that is picked up is a man by the name of thomas by the way don't classify him as a doubting thomas i know most of us we call him doubting thomas he was a powerful man of God. He established churches in India and he spread the gospel in India in great numbers. People came to know the Lord. He had his moment like some of us. He went through his challenges just like some of us. He faced problems just like some of us. If you watch the Passion of Christ and you have been there and you saw what Christ went through and then you are told three days later that he's alive, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. I remember as we were watching The Passion of Christ, uh, somebody made a joke. He said, she watched this movie, uh, first time in Lusaka. And then at the end of the movie, the Caponians, those the cowboys and the Shanga sailors, when they went outside, they started talking to one another. They said, mm, this Jesus was really beaten. If you come back again, then he's very stubborn. <laughs> After seeing, after being part of the process, and then a few days later, you are told you have, he's alive. It's, I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. You reach a point where you begin to say, is it true? Unless you see him. That's what Thomas was saying. Unless I see him, there is no way I can just believe it. This is outrageous. It's impossible. I don't think this is true. Especially that he was not among us, the disciples. That's why whenever your friends are gathering, be there. Don't wait to be told. Huh? Otherwise, you start twisting. Mm, it can't be true, you know, unless I was there. But you were not there, and it happened. Thomas was not there, and Jesus Christ showed up. And everyone was frozen, including Peter was frozen. They were terrified. Because they didn't expect to see him. Especially after what they went through. Friday was a dark day for them. Friday was a devastating time for them. Friday was a day where they lost all hope was gone. And all strength was gone. But thank God, this Sunday, 
And when Sunday came, Jesus Christ comes out of the grave victoriously in power and vigor and beautified and glorified by the power of God. And he appears before the disciples. Thomas is not there. He's told the story. And he said, you're just pulling my legs. Why are you doing this to me? I saw him. They nailed him. I saw him, what he went through. I saw, I was there. I know exactly what happened. He died. I know some people have tried to play down the death of Christ and say maybe he just fainted. No, he didn't just faint. He died. Hallelujah. You follow the events. You see what he went through. You see the torture. Even just the torture itself. You get scared. He died. And even in his death, the Bible says, he simply gave up his ghost. After he realized that everything was done, after realizing that everything is accomplished, he gave up his ghost. He died. On this particular day, he came back and he finds Thomas among the disciples. And the Bible records that Jesus Christ shows himself amongst them. Even when he was not there physically, when Thomas was arguing with a friend, Christ heard the argument. And he brings up the same argument and he said, Thomas, would you please come and place your finger in the places where they nailed me? Would you please come and touch the wounds where they actually stabbed me on the side? And Thomas said, it is really the law. I didn't expect it. It is really him. He's here in flesh, not just in spirit, but he has come. And this somehow surprised him. And immediately he said, my Lord, my God. And Jesus realized, now you believe. Thomas, now you believe. Now you believe because you have sinned. And we have heard this expression before where people tell you, you say, sin is believing. No, that's wrong. Seeing is not believing. That's not faith. Faith is the substance of things that we do not see. That's faith. But if you wait until you see, that's when you believe. Then it's not faith. That's why Christ says, Blessed are those who believe even without seeing. You are blessed. We are blessed. Simply by listening to the narrative. Of Jesus Christ who was crucified and now we stand now we are connected with God he say you are blessed more than those who believe more than those who saw him more than those who had to believe after seeing him for you you believe based on the narrative that was given to you you are blessed hallelujah Amen. hallelujah Amen. our believing in Christ coming back to life gives us this hope and gives us this assurance that now our sins are forgiven resurrection is the power of our gospel without the resurrection all that which we preach is a lie without resurrection there is no forgiveness of sin without resurrection there is no reconciliation with god Without resurrection, it means that the, the sacrifice that was given was not accepted. 
It is in the resurrection where we see that Jesus' sacrifice was received by God and God was pleased and saw him move into action and brought him back to life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to share more on the aspect of the finished work of Christ. The finished work of Christ. In chapter 19, Jesus, after seeing everything is done, he said, after seeing that all has been fully done, after seeing that everything has been settled, after seeing that now the world has a chance to know God, after seeing that all the blocks have been laid, after seeing that everything is now in place, I can rest from my labor. And so he cried out and he said, it is finished. It is finished. He cried out and he said, it is finished. Tatalostai. Tatalostai. A Greek word that comes from three different aspects. The first aspect is talking from the business perspective. When they use the word tatalostai, they're actually saying your debt has been fully paid. Your debt has been fully paid. If you are owing someone, and then someone used this word after you have made the final payment with all the interests that have been accrued, someone will stand and sign tatalostai. It is fully paid. Your debt has been cancelled. The second aspect that this word is speaking to is coming from the legal background. When they use the word at the lost time from the legal understanding, they are actually saying your sentence has been fully served. The sentence has been fully served. If you were sentenced to serve for a period of time and you are arrested, you serve that term. And at the end of you serving that term, then they'll come and say, you are now released. You are a free man. You can go back to the community. You can be restored back to your family. So your sentence has been fully served. That's a lost time. Hallelujah. The third aspect, this issue is talking to is taken from the military language when they use this word tatalostai in the military language they are actually saying the battle has been fully won the battle has been fully won hallelujah Amen. hallelujah now there are three areas in which jesus christ is referring to when he said this he said the debt of your sin has been fully paid i have paid the full price i have paid with my life i have paid with the blood i have paid so you don't owe anybody anymore anything I have paid. You are not going to be prosecuted anymore. You are now acquitted. You were supposed to pay the debt yourself, but Jesus Christ came and he paid the price in full. If it was 20 million, he came and paid 20 million. And he looked at the person that you were owing and he said, is it done? And he said, yes, it is done. And so your debt has been cancelled. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have had time and again Zambia crying for their debt to be cancelled. You know, a country we had to cry to be classified as the highly, highly indebted people. Huh? What did they say? Hippie, huh? There was a word called hippie. We had to cry as a country to be classified as the highly poor. <laughs> so that our debt can be cancelled. And the World Bank and the others that we owed money, they had to cancel our debt. You are not going to pay this debt anymore. You are free people. And we have already accrued so much again. And we are already crying again. Asking for our debt to be cancelled again. There are Christians who behave like that. Even when our debt has been cancelled by Christ, the debt of sin has been cancelled by Christ, we go back and we continue accruing more debt. And we come back and say, Lord, why don't you cancel this one again? Look at what Hebrews say. He say, if you continue sinning after knowing Christ Jesus, it's like crucifying Jesus Christ the second time. And this is what the church does. So many times, even when Christ says your debt has been cancelled, your debt of sin has been cleared, you are a free person. You are no longer a slave of sin. Sin has been nailed at the cross with everything that it comes with. According to Colossians chapter number 2, verse 13 and 14. He says you have been freed by Christ and God himself has taken your debt, your pain, your sin, and he has nailed it and nullified it on the cross of Jesus Christ with his blood. Your debt has been cancelled. You are no longer a slave of sin. If you believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, this work has been completed. You don't owe the devil any explanation. You don't owe sin any kind of negotiation. You don't owe anybody any explanation about the past sin because your past sin has been cancelled. You have been justified by Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is made possible when we come to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because without the resurrection of Christ, then everything that Christ talked about is now and void. But because he fulfilled the scripture and he came back to life, he actually says, see what I told you. This has now become true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We celebrate because our debt has been cancelled and our debt has been paid off by Christ Jesus himself. Number two, the sentence has been fully served. Your sentence has been fully served. You and I, we are supposed to be punished. You and I, we are supposed to suffer. You and I, we are supposed to pay the heavy price and even the price of death itself. You and I were supposed to go through the worst kind of sentence because we were enemies of God. And we know what God does to those that he say, these are my enemies. If you are an enemy of God, you don't expect anything good happening in your life. 
Because you are cut off from the grace. You are cut off from favor. You are cut off from anything good that is called blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Jesus Christ, he came and he saved the sentence. Right from the beginning, when Adam sinned, the Bible said, when you sin, you will surely die. The wages of sin is death. And so Christ had to save that sentence. He had to go through it in totality. Everybody who sinned must die. And so Jesus Christ had to die. Not for his sin, but for my sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the sentence that God has given that anybody who sinned must die. And so because the whole world had sinned, so the whole world was supposed to die. And guess what? Instead of the whole world dying, it took one man dying for everybody. So he paid the price in full. He set the full sentence. Because this is the sentence of the judge. A righteous judge, God himself, declared that any soul that sinned must die. So if you and I continue to indulge ourselves in sin and enjoy sin, then one day we should not expect anything better apart from death. We may come in the house of the Lord. We may be part of the Presbyterian Church. We may be part of the activities that goes on in here. But if we continue in sin, the Bible says if you continue to sin, there is no anything better that you expect apart from the wrath of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But why should you pay the price again? Why should you save the sentence again when somebody volunteered to save the sentence? Why should you go through it again when Jesus Christ said, I'll do it for you? Why should you go through the pain? Why should you go through hell when Christ Jesus went through hell on your behalf? Why should you allow sin to dominate your life when Christ Jesus has brought us victory? Hallelujah. Are you listening to me this morning? The sentence has been fully served. It has been fully served. Christ said, I've served the full sentence. The full penalty. I have paid the price. And so he shouted and said, Kadalostai, it is done. It is finished. It is accomplished. The work has been totally accomplished. You don't need to serve anymore the power of sin. That's why the Bible says, He became sin that we may become the righteousness of God. He became cursed that we may become the blessing of God. He actually literally became a curse because the Bible says, Cursed is a person in Galatia. Cursed is a person who hangs on a tree and dies on a tree. Not only that, but the symbol of a curse was turned into a crown and placed on his head the thorns. You remember when Adam was cursed? The Bible says immediately after that, the world started producing thorns. Thorns symbolizing curses. And so Jesus, on the cross, he took the curses that were on the earth, on our lives, on our children, on those that are not born, on everybody, and he took it upon himself. The condemnation of the world, he took it upon himself. 
And he said, the world will no longer be condemned. If any man be in Christ, he is no longer condemned. You are pardoned because I was condemned. Even when he did not commit any sin, he was condemned so that you and I may not be condemned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the Jesus that we are talking about. He came that we may be restored unto God. Hallelujah. Lastly, he says, this is taken from the military language. The battle has been fully won. The battle is fully won. The battle we see has been fully won. He came out victorious. Even in the face of death, he conquered death. Even in the face of pain, he conquered pain. When he was supposed to give up, he never gave up. When he was tested to avoid the cup, he still prayed, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. If it, if, if it be your will that this cup should bypass me, let it bypass me. But not my will, but your will be done. He still yielded himself to the will of God. Even at a time like this one, he still allowed the will of God to continue dominating in his life. He said, not my will, but your will be done. He had to overcome even the most painful time of rejection betrayal he had to overcome and conquer the power of betrayal imagine the people you trust so much and you work with and they were even given the most trusted position in your what do you call it organization and they're the ones who have to betray you and you have to eat with them and sit with them on the same table painful painful but he never hated them he overcame it with love hallelujah hallelujah that's why he says the battle has been fully won nothing has defeated him nothing has conquered him nothing overcome him he still remained victorious in everything even in death he did not deny the plan of god over his life he still maintained his focus he maintained his position and he kept on fighting and he restored what was stolen from the church that which was stolen the authority the power that was taken from the church was given back to him that's why when he comes back in in matthew 28 he's saying all power and authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me and he set up the church in the power that is given to him he overcame so when he shouts and says at the last time, he saying, it is finished. The battle has been conquered. I have overcome. I have come out victorious. I have defeated all your enemies. All your enemies have been conquered and vanquished. And now all you need is to walk in my victory and walk in my power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church of Jesus Christ is invited now to walk in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. To walk in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. To walk in the celebration of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why when you read Isaiah 53, the Bible talks about the by his stripes we are healed. 
By his wounds we have been restored. Why? In the wounds and the stripes of Jesus Christ, he conquered the power of sickness and the power of sin. He defeated them all. He paralyzed them all. He got the authority again and he brought it back to the church. Betrayal was defeated. Anger was defeated. Rejection was defeated. Insults were defeated. Everything you can think about which was done to Jesus Christ were all defeated. Even being ridiculed by the worst criminal when he's supposed to be pleading for mercy, he still overcome everything and he conquered everything hallelujah Amen. hallelujah Amen. the picture of the cross gives us joy it gives us celebration that's why paul writes and he says we are not ashamed of this gospel of the cross because it is the power unto salvation the message we preach is the message of power it's a message of victory. It's a message of redemption. It's a message that Christ gave unto us to say, it is done. Everything is done. Whatever you're looking for, it is done. Whatever you are yearning for, it is done. Whatever you cry for as a church, it is done. It has been settled and God is happy. That's why he brought him back to life and he gave him to the church. So we have a right to celebrate, even when others try to play down this message because they knew that this message, if it is not hidden, it will turn and transform the whole world. So they try to play it down. They try to hide it. They try to cover it. They try to bribe some people. They try to pay some people so that they fabricate some lies, so that people will believe lies and they'll believe that Christ was not actually raised back from life. Instead, the disciples are the ones who went and they stole the body. That's the message we started praying because they knew that when the church knows the truth, and the truth is that Jesus Christ is alive and he is living, he is well, the Bible says he's seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From whence he shall come to judge and deliver those who are still living and alive. He is alive. If we don't believe in that, then our work in Christ and our serving in Christ is but in vain. Hallelujah. Amen. When you read in Thessalonians, the Bible says he is the firstborn amongst those that shall be raised back to life. Hallelujah. So even when we walk and live here on earth, even if we die, we know there is still hope for us. Hallelujah. The Bible says death was the last enemy to be conquered. And Christ defeated even the very death. He conquered the last enemy. He defeated it. And now he's saying you don't need to fear. You don't need to fear. As a child of God, you don't need to fear. In Corinthians, he said, you shout and say, oh, death, where is your power? The sting of sin has been conquered by Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he conquered all. So when he uses this word, Catalosa, he chose his words very carefully. He's not using it loosely. He uses these words very carefully. And he uses something that the church will understand and know what has been done and what has been accomplished. When he said, it is done, it is finished. I don't know what you are struggling with. I don't know the battle that you are going through. But you need to know 
one thing is that your Savior, Jesus Christ, He conquered them all. Including the battle that you are going through. He conquered it all. Victory is on your side. As a child of God, the Bible says, you are but more than conqueror through Christ Jesus who overcame. So we are more than conqueror. There are those who are conquerors, but we are more than conqueror. Hallelujah. So every battle that you go through, child of God, know that there is an answer. Every challenge that you go through in life, know that there is an answer. You don't have to give up. You don't have to die. You don't have to pay the price again because Christ paid the price. You don't have to save the sentence again because Christ saved the sentence. You don't have to go through it again because Christ went through it. The Bible says in Hebrews, he went through this once and for all. Hallelujah. Once and for all. He's not going to go through it again. Once and for all. You know what the, 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 the Jews tried to do? After Christ's death, the curtain in the temple was torn from bottom, top to bottom. The curtain that divided the holy place and the holy of holies was torn. Meaning now there was no separation anymore between the holy of holies and the holy place. This happened on the day when he died. At the time when he was being crucified, because the Bible said he did not go into the Holy of Holies that is made by human hand. He went into the Holy of Holies, the real copy that Moses was seeing. So now, if you go into the real one, you don't need the photocopy. You have the original, you don't need the photocopy. So the photocopy must come to an end. That's why he said, the law was the shadow of the things which were yet to come. When Christ came, he said, I'll fulfill it all. So he overcame everything. But you know what a human being does? They said, no, 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 it's not enough. We need to do something. So they went back and they sold that curtain again. And they still separated the Holy of Holies from the Holy Place. And God saw that these people are not going to learn. So he waited until 70, 80. He said, then I need to erase the temple completely. So 70, 80, Jerusalem was raised to the ground. And the temple was destroyed. And that was the end of animal sacrifice. After today. Even the Jews now, they don't offer any more animal sacrifices. Why? Because Christ paid the price in full. There's no need for any more goats. If you go to Nangas and they demand white chicken, tell them no. Christ paid the price in full. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't need any more animal sacrifice. Otherwise, we're going to be bringing goats here. Uh, we're going to be bringing white chicken. Uh, or half white, half black chicken. I don't know if you find such chicken. Uh, we, are not, we are going to bring all kinds of things. But thank God. Thank God. That the sacrifice of Jesus Christ was received by God. And God declared it is done. And so because it is done, God's anger was pacified. God's mercy came forth. And he said, now, peace to the world. Peace has come. That's why when he appeared before the disciples, remember his greeting. The first thing he announced to them, he said, 
peace be with you. Peace has come. Peace is here. We have peace with God. We are no longer enemies of God. There is now fellowship and friendship with God. This has been made possible because of the work, the complete work of Christ Jesus. You and I, we can rest in this assurance. That's why God raised him back to life. Celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Celebrate knowing that Jesus Christ paid the price in full. Your debt has been canceled. Celebrate knowing that he saved the full penalty and the judgment sentence which was placed on him for your behalf, on your behalf. Celebrate knowing that every battle that you are going to go through in life, there is a guarantee that he has overcome already in advance for you. Victory is on your side. And so we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Amen. Amen.